Welcome back to CII Radio. We're here at Ensuring Women's Futures Live 2018, the big conversation. And with us is Sharon Sutton, who is President of the Personal Finance Society and Managing Director of Thornton Financial Planners. Hi, um, Sharon, for any of our listeners who haven't come across you before, can you start by telling us a bit about you and your role as PFS President? Ah, well, um, I'm a, so I'm a Chartered Financial Planner, member of the Personal Finance Society, and I've been a board member for six years. This is my sixth year in actual fact. And so I, I'm, I'm a, I live in the Isle of Man. So for me, it's a bit, it's a bit different to most members, I suppose, the experience that, that I bring to the board. But I am a small business owner. Um, so there are, we have three, we're a chartered firm. So we have three uh, chartered financial planners and six support personnel. And we basically deliver financial planning, which is helping people figure out how much is enough how much money they need to live their lives and not run out no matter what happens. That's kind of the aspect and running a small business and all the um, all the issues that comes with every aspect that you can possibly think about from a small business owner. So that's the sort of position that, uh, that I fill as a, as a board member. As, a pres- as the PFS president, um, you get to um, undertake a, a certain number of functions throughout the year. So I lead the, the PFS board. We have six board meetings a year and we help the um, shape the strategy um, of, of the actual board. We don't we don't get involved in the day to day running of, of the, the, the professional body, but we, we do kind of have a, you know, a role in influencing some of the direction of travel. And we're very lucky to have a, a, a very able team as the executive who uh, have just done wonders really in the, in the last few years and um, my fellow board members they're all from different backgrounds and uh, I have to say I've learned an awful lot which I've been able to take a lot of positives from I have to say. Um, so the other thing I get to do is speak at the national conference and each president has a theme for the year and it's it's funny how the the themes uh, roll into the ongoing strategy which is a is a really great idea um, and mine for this year is, is financial planning so we've launched a good practice guide there's a second one on the way and we have a power live um, financial planning event um, on the how of financial planning which is on the 5th of June at the Birmingham um, motorcycle centre and that's quite a good date for if you're from the Isle of Man because you know that all the motorbike freaks are all in the Isle of Man watching the TT at that point so <laughs> and you're um, you're here at the Insuring Women's Futures Live Events Day. You're fresh off the stage. You were talking about a review of the good, the bad, and bad and the ugly of insurance and financial planning in the UK. Yes. Can we start with the ugly then? So, <laughs> what did you and your fellow panelists talk about? Well, we we mentioned about the advice gap. There are well, probably fourteen thousand firms, twenty two thousand financial planners in the UK, and there's sixty three million people. So there's a bit of a gap. You know, there's plenty of business to go around. Um, but you know the the, the thing is, there's not enough advisors to go around, and um, that tends to make it very difficult for for people to access advice. And um, if you add to that that the um, you know this financial capability, financial education doesn't take place in schools really to any meaningful level, and it's uh, it's like educators expect that it'll happen somehow. I don't know how. Maybe osmosis that might be a good way to get make make sure people <laughs> understand about. Um, so it's it's still down to parents and to um, and employers to to take take over the mantle and, and help people do this and, and and obviously that when parents and 
teachers and employers haven't had the training, then there's you know there's there's a lot of, there's a lot to do, and you know. The, I think for for us, we identified that that money is really the last taboo. That people don't talk about it. You know, you know, we talk about other things, um, which are far more um, would have been a social taboo a few years ago. But um, everything's out in the open these days. But money isn't. People still don't talk about their their financial issues, their deep personal money issues. Sure, everyone's got an opinion on money, but you know, that, don't want to tell you everything personally unless you're a financial planner and you're behind closed doors. And can you tell us a little bit more about the good? How well is the profession currently addressing the distinct needs of women? Well, there are some really good initiatives throughout throughout the profession. I think I've mentioned a couple before, but this ensuring futures, ensuring women's futures, I think it's identified that we can all do more. And I've literally um, just listened to Dr. Sue Black, who's shared her own inspiring story of how she's come from uh, from a, a, a fairly adverse situation she found herself in, you know, young mum, n- no degree three kids, um, no job, went to university, doing all the sorts of things that you just do it because you have to. um, And those stories and celebrating our differences, I suppose, as women is that um, if we're given the opportunity, we're pretty good at breaking through our own ceilings, our own glass ceilings. I think we need to step up and support each other in in leading roles, really, us, uh, you know, women, um, and stop feeling like we're imposters. (laughs) And you've said there that's something you'd like to see more done of to you know, to have women step up and yeah. support each other more. What what more would you like to see done for women in the financial services profession? And how do you think the PFS can take the lead in helping that improve? Well, I think we already have seen quite a lot of um, good uh, good initiatives taking place with um, you know the financial planning festival that we had. Um, there was a really high number of, of females in there, and, and I think as, as the as we move through the you know where, where financial planning came from, the financial services, financial advice, financial advisors have really really kind of come to um, to into being in the last what fifty years or so, um, and that's come from a product distribution channel via insurance companies and banks, and, and it's now since RDR, it's become more of an advice. Um, profession, so it's it's a way less 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 to do with the selling of products and more to do with providing an ongoing financial advice service. And I think as um, as you find women who don't naturally find themselves in in a, in a selling environment, that they get that better. I think it it it, it, appe- it, it, it appeals more to our softer skills. Um, I mean, I'm obviously generalising. I think uh, you know there's plenty of men around that have got good soft skills too, but you know, I think that appeals to more of a um, sort of like a liberal arts profession, really, as opposed to a more of a scientific one. And um, I think women would would thrive in, in that and, and indeed do. Can I just uh, ask one other question? It's what's the big takeout for you from today? Well, I think we all have taken from uh, from this our share of personal responsibility to make things happen. When, when I received the question that I was going to have to um, provide an answer to today, what I did was, um, you know, I can, I can only provide a personal perspective based on the research from the Insuring Women's Futures report. And we deal with that retirement clients of a certain age. And, you know, there's a lot of demographic changes and how we interact with technology because te- technologies will always play these days, uh, uh, I believe, a big a big answer in, in any, th- any, any part of a solution. So I, I asked all my team what they thought about their particular um, experience of money and, and the financial education available. And they they all said, you know, men and women, 
you know, we all have the same, we've all had the same issues. We've all had those sorts of problems in, in getting access to and the, the know-how of money. And I think we just need better language. Um, I particularly want to, um, when I step down from this, I, I particularly want to, to have a look at doing a financial services degree and, and exploring more of the academic side of phenology, financial planning, and seeing where we can, we should have better better language to talk about money than we do. Money does um, lots of things very well. It's our best self-organising force, but it doesn't value things that we need, you know, the caring, sharing parts of our community that, you know, it's not, it's not getting, I don't believe it's getting girls necessarily to apply to be engineers and stuff like that. I think it's, it's we need to have better language about how we appreciate and value the, the roles that we each play in our cultures. And that's a piece of study, I think, that needs to happen. Thank you very much, Sharon. Um, and thank you for joining us for this episode of CII Radio. To find out more, you can visit cii.co.uk slash podcast or find us on Twitter at CII Group. Please use the hashtag IWFLive2018 with any questions or feedback. And until next time, thank you for listening to CII Radio.